7 p.m. Something weird happens. 8 p.m. The weird thing kind of turns a little tense and scary. 9 p.m. I I hate to cut you off, Drew, but uh, we, we, we can't go any further. They've cut us off. Well, I guess we're just going to end up talking about half of the stranger on Quibi. Hello, Miles. How are you? All things considered, <laughs> I'm doing okay. <laughs> yeah. So, gang, we're we're gonna just go ahead and uh, and pop off at the top of this. You know how last week when we talked about Quibi, we said we we were gonna do the whole big full thing, and then we were gonna get right into the episodes and the shows uh, as we went forward. <laughs> well, uh, wouldn't you know it? Uh, but the way that Quibi's decided to run their business uh, at the end of the, at the end of its life is um. You know, we started a two week trial just when we started this to uh, do the episodes uh, just to see them, didn't mind the ads and all of that. And well, uh, that trial expired and there's no option to renew and you can't even pay for it. Uh, so we have no access to anything on Quibi anymore because of the way and that this service chose to run its business. It's it's so wild because at first, you know, Drew brought this to my attention. Uh, was it saturday or sunday yeah so i I decided this week that i was going to instead of just sitting down and watching everything in one fell swoop as i had done in the past i wanted to actually quibify this you know when i got eight minutes here or five minutes here or 13 minutes here and just kind of you know do it the quibby life live that quibby lifestyle and uh and and obviously in the last week uh, in the United States, there's been a, a little something a little more um, pressing for attention. So I finally, you know, started started doing this on on Friday and Saturday. And uh, and, you know, I got a little time here. Got, got a quibby in a little time here. Got a quibby in. And uh, then uh, there's an App Store error. And nothing. Yes. And and both Drew and I were 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 looking. I, I we looked on Twitter to see if anyone was talking about it. And eventually I finally, you know, got to the uh R slash Quibi on Reddit and someone else was having kind of the same problem that we had. And in fact, one user said it automatically canceled my subscription that I've had since launch and it won't allow me to renew it. My subscription is ending on November 5th. I thought the service was going to end in December, question mark. So what what I have Drew and I have kind of gleaned from this was that if you were a user whose renewal was October 31st, then you would still get charged and you would get a full month out of that. So that means it wouldn't go out until December 1st. So I think the reason we had that December 1st uh, date that they were giving out was purely because they wanted to uh, for everyone to possibly have that last month. However, what they didn't communicate was when they said that it was being winding down December 1st, they didn't say that if you were a user or a trial user that you would have no option to access it during November. And and unlike other streaming services like CISO and Filmstruck that have shut down, that just kind of 
opened up to let anybody kind of jump in there and see what it was all about. Uh, Quibi just doesn't want to take your money. There's no option. Cannot start a two week trial, cannot pay for more time. It is donezo. So short answer for the end of this episode is because I think we're going to revisit this in talking about The Stranger. This is also probably going to be a much shorter episode, maybe a Quibi length episode uh, today, um, is that uh, we don't know what we're going to do next week. Uh, because yes. we had this whole month planned out and away it goes. Yeah, uh, just like Queeby itself, it looks like our Queeby month is going to be very brief and suddenly cut off. Um, and I, honestly, I'm 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 very disappointed <laughs> because Quibi can't last a year. The, the Quibi month can't last a month. What are you going to do? You know, it's 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 so fitting that our Queeby month was cut so <laughs> short. It's. It's a beautiful irony, but <laughs> as we're going to talk about, I I'm honestly kind of bummed because as we said last week, our goal wasn't to punch down. Our goal was to actually sample this thing that we had not given a proper chance after hearing of its demise. And I think before we you know hop into it, I, I would I would honestly say that I think the, the, the stranger, which is what we did this week, uh, starring uh, Dane DeHaan and Micah Monroe is a much better case for Queeby. Yeah. So so here's the 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 back of the the DVD box. Uh a rideshare driver is thrown into her worst nightmare when a mysterious passenger enters her car. Her her terrifying heart-stopping ride with the stranger unfolds over 12 hours as she navigates LA in a chilling game of cat and mouse. And so like we mentioned last week, uh Mike Mike Monroe plays the 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 uh Orbit. They use a fake, uh, fake Uber Lyft ride service called though. Orbit. Yeah, because the the font looks like Lyft, but I really like. I honestly, I love it sometimes when you know they probably just didn't want to do any licensing or anything like that, and they just come up with these different names. <laughs> I mean, what what real ride sharing service would want to uh, would want to be a part of product placement? Where oh yeah, and sometimes our drivers get murdered. <laughs> Not exactly. Something. I mean, the, the, that that is a very. Um, <laughs> That's a very fair point. Although I think I can't remember if if the 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 service is uh, named, but Micah Monroe's uh, longtime boyfriend Joe Keery from Stranger Things recently had a horror film come out last month called Spree, where he plays a rideshare driver who's a murderer huh. and kills his his passengers. Uh, he does he does it for like a, a YouTube or Twitch stream or something. Um. And so it, it's kind of funny that bo- that both of them <laughs> ended up in rideshare uh, thrillers. Well, I mean, it's it's such a common thing. Like we're literally watching shows on our phones. You may have an an eight minute rideshare ride that you could squeeze in a quibby. It's kind of they kind of go hand in hand. This is mm-hmm. the type of the time that 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 you would do for this. So anyway, to get back to it, uh, and <laughs> again, we're going to talk to you about everything we saw because we only got through four episodes of this before it was all said and done. Uh, and there it's a 13 episode show. So we watched about 35 minutes of content uh, for this week. So like yeah, I said, and it's going to be a short it, one. You know, <laughs> you know, what's wild. And I do want to talk about this before we, we, we dive into some of the plot points. Um, this, this entire show was written and directed every episode by Venus suit, who was uh, one of the main creative forces behind AMC's the killing. And, you can absolutely tell 
especially more so than, than, than the last show that we did, 50 States of Fright, that this was someone who understood the platform they were writing and, and filming for. And not only that, but also managed to pull off what I would say a stunningly shot show. And this is a show that uh, th- that I personally was the most interested in because I'm a big fan of Micah Monroe. She's one of my favorite newer uh, Scream Queens. It follows one of my favorite horror movies the last 20 years. So, And I, I've, I've always had a soft spot for uh, Dane DeHaan. And I remember seeing this trailer when I finally sussed out that Queeby was supposed to be a streaming service with original content. And this was the main thing that I thought was super interesting. It was it was the one that I was most interested in when it launched. And I, I want to say that Queeby thought the same thing, because during the pandemic, there was a couple times when uh, the uh, it's a media service or but go uh, go Fobo, uh, which often gives uh, talks about screenings and stuff. They debuted a couple of long form performances of The Stranger. I don't know what it was exactly streaming on. It wasn't Queeby, hmm. but they basically did all 13 episodes edited into the, I think it's an hour and 47 minute film. And <laughs> I'm glad they did that work because hopefully <laughs> they will get it. I, 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 yeah, I'm really hoping for that. And and this is this is what's going to be interesting about this, uh, starting with 7 p.m., because, Drew, this is the this is the problem we had with 50 states, states of fright was a lot of times it felt like it was one thing that was in chopped and ha- chopped in half. And while this, like, say, Rooster Teeth's Ruby is one long form story cut into bites. I feel like this one was specifically like each scene was specifically done to feel like an episode. Venus Sue definitely seemed to understand the format of Quibi, understand the pacing of of what she wanted to do with each with each episode, at least episodes one through four. Like I said, you have yeah. so so you have the first episode where Claire picks up uh, Dane DeHaan's Carl E. And Dane DeHaan, you may realize or you may know as just being a weird creep a lot of looking bad guys. <laughs> he looks like a creep. Uh, I'm sure he's I'm sure he's totally fine. Yeah, by all accounts, he's a very, very lovely person, but he does play bad guys a lot. Uh, with, uh, he also with, played Valerian from the Valerian movie. Uh, yes. So. And he was uh, Harry Osborn in The Amazing Spider-Man 2. I, I, I really liked him in Gore Verbinski's A Cure for Wellness, which is what feels like a two and a half hour long survival horror movie that was never made into a game. (laughs) It it feels like one of those, but yeah, he, yeah, he often plays these off kilter characters. And so, I mean, Drew, even though we knew what this show was about, as soon as he gets in the car, as soon as, and and our friend Mike would probably put this up as a red flag. As soon as he asked to, sit in the front seat oh yeah i if i'm if i'm a a, a ride share driver it's like oh you want to put the you want to put the your suitcase in the back seat and you can sit up front i got a trunk baby i'll pop that thing from here let's do this <laughs> like that that was red flag number one and and these start to pop up more and more most of them are harmless by themselves you're like okay that's that's slightly odd but the cool thing about this this bit, because I think I think the first episode is maybe eight minutes long. I think they're all they're, like eight minutes long. They're all like the same time. I did not feel that this rushed or that it kind of killed the tension. Like this thing goes. 
but I feel like it 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 smashed what would have been like 15 to 20 minutes of a normal thriller into this eight minutes. Like you get to see the breakdown of, okay, this guy's not so awesome. And then when he reveals that he killed the occupants of the place that she picked him up at, because she's asking him like, oh, what do you do? Are you famous? Because that house is super, super nice. And I thought, okay, this is going to be a joke or something. He's going to, you know, try to play a dark joke. And then, no, it just, it just keeps going. It does not, you know, this, this show starts and it, it doesn't play around like a lot of thrillers do where it tries to tease and entice you. And, Oh, is this the moment where something's going to happen? This just dives right in. And I honestly found that super refreshing. And, and it ends on a crescendo. Mm-hmm. And, and it works. I mean, it's it's tense. It works on the small screen. I kind of forgot that I was watching on my tiny phone screen versus my big TV screen. I I did until things were taking place outside at night. And yeah. that reflective surface of my iPhone was not so friendly mm. <laughs> in, a, in a well-lit room. I'll give you that. Um, but... I, I, I will say, I think all four of these episodes and we'll, you know, we'll get to the other three. I think they all have awesome cliffhangers. I think they all do a really good job of keeping you on the edge of your seat, but also not doing the thing that's that some things do where like, you know, it, it immediately kind of deflates. So like this episode ends where he says uh, he's going to kill her. But she mentions during the, the the friendlier part of the conversation that she's moved to L.A. from Kansas to be a writer. And he says that if she tells him a good story, he'll let her live. And that's the end of the first episode. So uh, we move right into the second one where she does the, the unexpected right there. She rams that car into something and knocks him out. And then he gets out of the car. Work. And she gets out of the car. And she gets back in the car and drives off. I love this about Claire because. I like I like seeing smart heroines and not just final girls for the sake of being final girls. This is this is basically he's commented about how he's killed other people. So we skipped the rest of the horror movie and we got to just this one girl. And, you know, obviously she's she's terrified so she's not making all of the right choices but the fact that she thought all right i'm gonna crash this car and f him up and i mean that that was really inspired and in fact that that the fact that she does that kind of comes back and but 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 this episode also introduces a little more mystery to what's going on so we mentioned the the suitcase in the back seat, and he has told her that that suitcase contains the chopped up body parts of the of the children of the people that he killed. Mm-hmm. And so she drives to a gas station and calls 911 and the cops come out and they are none too pleased when they open up that suitcase. And you know how we talked about how the energy does not deflate in the first episode? Well, in fact, something inflates in the inflates. second uh, as a uh, a blow up doll wearing a uh, a cop's hat and a a a an insulting message to the police uh, pops out of that suitcase and not a little girl at all. And in fact, they've looked into the house that she picked up Carl E from and 
there's just an old couple there that was very grumpy that the police had been bothering them so late. So, and this is what's the first going on. Yeah, this is the first hint that we get that something might be amiss because the, the amount of planning for for Carl E to have to know that she was going to which he later says that he didn't somehow get away and call the cops and have them check this bag. It just something doesn't quite add up. And we also during this episode get a lot of these sexist outbursts from Carl. And as as she escapes, you know, we, we she she gets this text, which for whatever reason, his text tone is very specific. And he's managed to manipulate it so that it, it pops up on her phone as this something that she didn't even she didn't even put in. And it's something that she makes note of uh, at the beginning. It's like, oh, that's cool. How'd you do that? And so we last saw, you know, this guy was passed out on the side of the road because he was coming at her and then just collapsed because he was shaken from the accident. And this over this really cool haunting cover of girls just want to have fun. I really liked that. And then yeah, the, the music, I mean, California Dreamin', the actual version, oh, the, the actual recording yes. of that song opens this show. Music's pretty good in the show. I liked it. Yeah, I, I actually had to share with Drew. Um, that song legitimately terrifies me. I've always found that song very unsettling. And <laughs> as someone who's super into horror, you know, people always get a little taken aback when 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 you talk about things that actually get you. And and this song is always one of them. And and I, I mean, everyone has certain things. For for me, this song has always sounded like it was it belonged to a legitimate cult. And and I'm not trying to like crack wise about the mamas and the papas or or their sound. It's that specific song has some something has always just lit up my brain when I hear that song, and it just it makes me think of a cult. And uh, yeah, that that song has always uh, unnerved me. <laughs> but uh, so, well, we there, this- but there's uh, there's other things in here, and one is even brought up by one of the characters, and that uh, Carl E the the evil passenger, the stranger himself, uh, in for, reminds uh, Claire or, or says to Claire that, oh, their names are anagrams. Claire's name is C-L-A-R-E and his is C-A-R-L-E. He's Carl E. And they always call him Carl E. They don't just call him Carl. They call him Carl E, which I think is intentional to say. Yes. What, now, now, again, especially right, given what we find out later. Yeah. Or what we, we think we might find out later. Again, this is a situation that we we Miles and I have watched four episodes of a 13 episode show. I have some ideas of where it's going, but I, maybe I, I may never know what happens in the show. Uh, so so as we move forward, we get back to in episode three, we get back to her apartment and we meet her tiny dog, her very Toto like dog. <laughs> which is funny because she's they they have made several references to uh Wendigo, Kansas and the Wizard of Oz and and all of that and uh one of the coolest moments in the episode in, in the show that that Miles you pointed out that I did not notice she goes into her apartment and they make a very uh, a specific reference to a set of knives that she has on her her kitchen wall a really 
whole set of knives, actually. They're they're corn cob handles, corn cob handled knives. Yeah. And they're corn cob handled knives because they're Kansas. And you better believe that you're going to recognize what that knife is when you see it stuck through something later. But uh, mm-hmm. and, we, the, and, and she goes and she calls and oh, it turns out that she's trying to report Carl E., but then it turns out Carly has reported her for harassment and saying that he she was going to kill him and they're going to they've shut down her account and da 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 and it's a whole thing and she flips out and she grabs the grabs her keys and grabs her dog and gets out of there and uh as you noticed Miles and I didn't notice watching it um one of the knives is missing from the rack yeah it's it's a really cool subtle thing because when she grabs the dog, the knives all seem to be there. And then the next, sh- when, when, when you get this like kind of sideways shot of her leaving her apartment door, it lingers just a little bit. You see, you see for like a split second, one of the knives is missing. And your, your natural inclination would, believe, would be to believe that, okay, Carl E is somehow in the house because that's how this episode is set they, up. That's they why set she up that, that her gated, uh, gated parking deck in her apartment complex didn't close all the way. Yet it's fully closed when she goes back out to the car. Yes. And and this episode ends really well because um, they, they do uh, uh, a Vina uh, sued. She shoots this in such a way it reminded me of it follows because the camera is still singularly focused on Claire. But in the background, you can just see a little a little darkness kind of start to kind of come out of the 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 background and it just slowly comes into focus as carl behind her but it never it never focuses on him and i like that it adds that tension until he calls out to her you know that he wants his story and she's trying to get into this elevator that's taking way too long and and she finally gets in and she thinks that she had pressed the button to, to go down, but I guess not because the door is open and his arm pops out to grab her by the neck. And that's where episode three that ends. And, and, and episode four picks right back up with that as she's struggling against him, against the, the, the elevator doors, she manages to, to get away from him to get and, and close the, the door. Meanwhile, the, the tiny little dog is doing nothing but barking. Uh, she she has realized that she doesn't have shoes on as she gets to the parking lot <laughs> and uh, uh, gets to her car and keeps looking behind her, keeps looking behind her, keeps looking behind her. He's not there. He, she knows he's going to be there. And she and all through this goes drives through, gets stopped by a truck that's doing something and then goes into a Spanish language church and hides in a bathroom. And then all of a sudden you see a you hear a door open in the bathroom and. There's you see his shoes, his very notable shoes at the bottom of the, the door. And he calls out and he says something, but she doesn't respond. And you hear a crash, a loud noise and. Then nothing. And he walks away and closes the, and, and goes to the door and she goes out and she sees one of the knives, one of those corn handled knives sticking through the metal bathroom door. With blood dripping down, blood dripping on it as she goes outside holding the knife in front of everybody. uh, There turns out the guy across the street at a little uh, little stand has been stabbed and she gets in the car and drives off to to get another 
text message tone, another ringtone from Carl E. As she figures out that the reason that he is able to so accurately describe what she is doing at the certain points that he's communicated with her is because he is in control of her phone's camera. And that's where the fourth episode ends. One thing Drew left out was while she's hiding in the bathroom, she calls her mother back home. Oh, yeah. And says that, about that. that a, a man has, is trying to kill her. And her mom just sighs and doesn't seem that concerned. She's like, not this again. And then you're like, what? Because she says, but this isn't like last time. Which Drew and I both immediately, like, when I, I he saw this before I did, but I had the same reaction, and I so I was giving him my, some live feedback, and we both had the exact same responses. Is all of this in her head? Is there some sort of game afoot? Because when you start thinking back, you know, it makes sense if she grabbed the knife as she left, or if she was the one that stuffed the duffel bag, because how would he have known that? she was going to get away because he specifically tells her at the end of this episode that when, when she says, why are you doing this to me? And she's like, cause you're the one that had the balls to do something. Well, you're and, the one who made this interesting. And, and, and there's, there's other little things that like, I didn't see when she slams that car into that brick enclosure. There does not seem to be a ton of damage on that car. She drives. I, I noticed that too. And I didn't know if that was just convenient storytelling because yeah, for the, for that car to get wrecked, it ran pretty well. <laughs> now she um, did. She did also mention, you might want to put on your seatbelt when he first got in the car. So it's possible that he wasn't wearing a seatbelt the entire time. And that's why, uh, it did it, but you know, but we, the thing is, we can pick this part apart, but we got nine other episodes that we haven't seen. And I mean, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to find a way to see those nine episodes. Uh, we're all adults here. We know there's a way. So, um, but, so, so, but here's here's the thing. And this is where this is about all we can say about Quibi, about about the stranger on Quibi. This we were into the show. I thought yeah. both of us talked about this show being a much better use of the format of the show, much more engaging, much more focused on like the, the 50 States of Fright. You had a large cast in some of these things, and it's hard to have a large cast, big shots on on a small screen. Mm -hmm. This is typically focused on one person or two people. It's very easy to frame those things for the size of a phone screen. It works cinematographically, cinematographically, um, whatever that word is. The cinematography is excellent. Yes. And it's (laughs) it's not just excellent, but it's excellent for the format. And that's the thing that that I think they really nailed. And once again, I have to say the problem with Quibi is not the content at all. Content's no. pretty good. This this should have been marketed. And again, if stops stop giving me these goofball because uh, I remember the commercial of like a bus driver watching a video at a stoplight. Don't show me that. Show me the trailer that I found independently because both Mike Monroe and Dane DeHaan are popular amongst horror websites because they both tend to star in those kind of movies. That's the way that's how I found out about this show and why I was so excited about it. But Quibi should have been advertising this show. And and as Drew said, the cinematography is excellent and it's really, really smart. Venus Sued 
directed the crap out of this. She uses a lot of long takes, which by doing so makes the episode portions feel longer because you're not getting as many cuts. So everything kind of, one, it adds the tension of everything going on. But when you get these long takes, you start, one, getting some of this tension that's built in the scene, but you start to feel like you've been looking at something for a long time because a lot of movies tend to cut every, every you know, 30, 45 seconds. And a lot of, a lot of it's unconscious, you know, just switching for a different view or watching someone turn around and, and coming from the other direction. Whereas this one, even when she's trying to escape the parking garage, or especially when she goes in that little uh, the, uh, Spanish church, like all of that just kind of curves around James Wan style in one sweeping take. And it's excellent. Like this is so well shot. And I love the idea that, you know, Claris is the beginning that she's just moved to LA. She's been there for like six days. And so while, LA stories are familiar and even new people to LA stories are familiar because we are, we, we are given this almost unreliable narrator as Drew pointed out when we were talking about this, you know, this is kind of all from Claire's perspective. And so the fact that everything stays so tight on Claire makes LA not feel like Tinseltown or the place that we've seen in so many movies, but this, winding place that's so unfamiliar because all you're getting is these little portions you're not popping out and seeing all the lights you're just seeing streets that you don't know and and dark corners and i think i think part of the show's success is not just the strength of the two actors who are fantastic but venus suits writing and directing because i mean this could have easily been a phoned in you know tv movie quality thriller and i really I, I would have I would have seen some like this in the theaters. This is very good. And this is the saddest part of all of this, that. As we shift away from talking about the stranger to talk about Quibi as a whole, because we have to now, as we mentioned, yeah. they've shut down the capability to watch anything. If you didn't have a Quibi account that that expi- that renewed at a very particular moment, you can't watch anything on Quibi right now when other Streaming services shut down when when Filmstruck, which was a classic movie like like art film streaming service mm-hmm. shut down. They opened up the content vault until the end and they let you know where that content was going to end up going. When CISO, the comedy show or the comedy, the streaming platform that had the McElroy Brothers show and a show from Dan Harmon and a bunch of other stuff was Har- run by Har- Harmontown, not Harmontown, Harmon, Harmon Quest. Quest was on there when that uh, shut was it when that Bam on there. Yeah, my brother, my brother and me, the McElroy brothers. Oh, you, you said that. I'm sorry. And yeah. I think a Transformers show. I don't remember that, but I wouldn't put it past them. Uh, but basically, when that shut down. You knew where that content was going to be. You knew this was going to this place and this was going to this place. Partly was that because I was listening to Harmon Town podcasts, so they would tell me where Harmon Quest was going. And my brother, my brother, and me would tell me where that show was going. But there's no public plan where any of this content is going. We know they were trying to sell it to some place, but no one has bought it. And, and, and we know that there's a seven year gap before the creators take full ownership of it again. So it could be seven years before we find out before we get to watch any of this stuff again. 
I hope that's not the case. I know some things that were being developed, as as uh, I found earlier today, uh, Lil Yachty's show, which was being developed uh, for Queeby and was announced last year, got moved to HBO Max, likely because it was still like in a stage of production and they were able to sell it. But stuff like The Stranger, stuff like 50 States of Fright, stuff like uh, probably uh, The Mabel with Murders and Most Dangerous Game, but- a lot of these shows... We don't know where they're going to end up. Reno 911 is probably safe. It'll probably end up somewhere else. But but the, but my fear about this is because the, of the way that Quibi's platform worked and that it was these little bite-sized moments. A, a, th- a thing like 50 States of Fright is I could see a company buying 50 States of Fright and airing all of the states as one episode, one 20, 30-minute episode. Oh, a hundred percent. In could, fact, I, I, I would expect to see the stranger. I could see in, the if, stranger as a full, well, probably forty minute, because they're all like eight minutes and it's thirteen times. Uh, apparently, eight. The, apparently, the full runtime is like an hour forty, because these are like eight minute episodes. Yeah, they're they're all pretty. They're all the longer side of Quibbies, but so I could see, but 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 my question is, that's that's the thing. If somebody wants to buy this content. And put it in in a format that meets their requirements, their something that fits their their stuff. Netflix is not going to buy this and and put out 13 eight minute things. But are they going to spend the extra money to recut it to be a thing? Now, you mentioned that that the stranger had a full cut that was done Mm -hmm. that they aired. That's a bonus in its category. I can't say that that's happened for anything else. Because I honestly don't uh, well, know. And so some things like Free Rayshawn, which I think was nominated and maybe even won some Emmys. Uh, yeah, it did. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne won for Outstanding Actor in Short Form Comedy or Drama. And uh, Jasmine uh, Safos Jones won for Outstanding Actress in Short Form Comedy or Drama Series. So, I mean, those are award winning things, which is something that you could possibly uses leverage and and when you have someone like Lawrence Fishburne and Skeet Ulrich like these known names in your piece that also will help now to to what you were saying earlier Drew about whether or not they were going to be edited that they could also ask the the creators of the shows a lot of these were written and directed by either one or two people you could probably have that happen because uh, if keep in mind but it's, it takes money so it's not just buying, it does take money it's not just buying the show it's buying the re-editing of a show and i just don't know I that mean, anybody cares enough about it to do that but i th- i think someone who knows what they're doing could easily just be like we're just going to attach all this together in one file <laughs> like i but, mean ruby does that i mean when, yeah, when ruby came yeah. to netflix it was 15 16 20 episodes in one two and a half hour movie and I know Rooster Teeth does it now when they well, well, no, even I think only when they put it on DVD do they do it, because even when you go back to watch volume seven, you've got to watch every single episode and go through that theme every single episode. Um, so I, I could see them putting a little money to pay someone on a weekend to put to put this together. I don't imagine it would take that much time if they have the, if they have all the source files and stuff just to put everything into one longer file, it would probably take a weekend or maybe a week. I don't know, but probably not as much time as, 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 but it would take a little bit money, but Netflix has has spent their money on dumber things. 
Yeah, they sure have. So, uh, so, so, I, so I, I, yeah. I, I mean, at this point, honestly, I don't have much left to say. It, it, two weeks in, we got through two, well, one and a half weeks of our Quibi, uh, Quibi month to try to, to, to see what was happening there. And my final thoughts on Quibi are, one, Still don't understand Quibi. Still don't understand who they thought it was for. Don't understand who they thought they could sell it to. Two, whoever they thought they could sell it to couldn't because of a pandemic. So there's two halves of that coin. But three, at the end of the day, Meg Whitman and Jeffrey Katzenberg knew how to court talent. And that is absolutely clear based on the two shows that we watched. There's a lot of really good stuff happening. The content is quality. Again, based on one and a half shows that we watched, I want to see more. Our Quibi got cut off right as we were getting way into this, and I am upset and frustrated that I am not going to find an easy way to see it. And uh, that's that's it. F- upset and frustrated. The Quibi experience. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, to echo what you what you were saying, Drew, it, it is. Pretty upsetting because, you know, we were both very much enjoying our experience. Now, like we said last week, does this was, sell Quibi for me? I was really I was really enjoying making fun of Quibi. And then I watched some Quibi shows and I was like, oh, man, I kind of like Quibi. Well, <laughs> And that's that's why we want to do this is actually, you know, because everyone was making jokes, but I, I, I kept talking to more people when I was like, well, have you watched anything on it? And every person I, I talked to, even people I knew who were super in to film and television and keeping up with things said no. And so and I'm sure other podcasters have probably done that, but no one was more brave than than Drew and I um, heralding into this this <laughs> mission. Only two podcasters brave enough to do a free trial to Quibi that expired too quickly for them to be able to do anything too useful with it and leaves them with two weeks of their show they have to make stuff up for. Oh, it's definitely a bummer because, you know, you and I were had both talked about, yeah, we'll, we'll pay for the, the, the one month because it's what, five bucks. So, you know bfd and we didn't and, do it and it's like oh well the 10 second ads aren't that bad it's not that should have paid the five bucks family yeah should have done I'm, that. I'm i'm so mad that we didn't pay the five bucks because but who knew that they were going to shut it off like this? okay uh, this and, is and, and again this, so this this I, I know i said last week and at the top of the show that we weren't going to pile on quibi but this is the problem is the lack of communication both in what the f this thing was supposed to be and in the transparency and how they were doing things i mean everything was always found out by surprise i and i don't want to dogpile on any one particular person because i was explaining uh quibi to to krista last night when i was talking about doing doing this episode and you know Backing up the fact that these the two people who were behind this, yes, we can make fun of them for being, you know, okay boomer about it. But when you look at their achievements and their careers, it's kind of shocking this failed as badly as it did. Like it, it, these, it's, these guys built empires. And and, and again, I, I will say the platform itself probably could have found a niche. 
if they had, I don't want to say that the, I think there are definitely problems with how they position the platform and how they, they sold the platform. Mm -hmm. The pandemic certainly didn't help anything. I think that if, again, if the pandemic had, had not happened or had been super short, who knows what would be, I, I don't think Quibi would be shutting down now. I do think that Quibi would have a long road to get a sizable user base. And, and that's and that's really the thing sure. that's, that's super sad because it's like they they did a terrible job of selling what it even was. And we talked about this last week. I don't want to go over this again and again and again, but like, what is a Quibi? Again, the biggest question, what does that even mean? They d- Which they is d- apparently the correct way to to. Uh, pronounce it because I was watching a Joe Blow interview with Michael Monroe and uh, Dane DeHaan about this show to kind of just glean any production because there's nothing out there like there there is a, a GQ piece on Dane DeHaan that where they ask a little bit about the stranger and Queeby itself but Michael Monroe actually said the word Queeby and I was like awesome i guess that's how it's pronounced because they work for them <laughs> or who um, knows because they did such a terrible job of 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 getting their messaging out before that maybe nobody actually knows how it's pronounced i don't know but it's so, possible so, so the that, bummer is I, I will say before before we before we completely wrap up I, I will say the bummer is especially with seeing through the stranger what this format can do like this this show sold me on the quick bites and even telling a long form story in quick bites because under the right creative team or creative person this succeeded for me would this have sold me on the service at 499 if everything was kind of as interesting as the stranger possibly probably not but at least i i I don't think it would have been the joke that it has become if they had commuted stuff like this as opposed to big bang theory clips in commercials that no one saw that and that's that's, that's, that's kind of a problem. <laughs> that's the period. End of sentence on Quibi. There's really nothing else we can say. I wish we had more time to, with the content. We had more time with the content, but we just didn't care until it was on its way out. And that maybe is is. No, that's not on uh, us. That is not on us. Us not no, caring about the content. I, I, on I a refuse service. to take responsibility for a a streaming services poor communication skills. But what because is yes, the, of course, if we knew that, uh, if we did not buy the trial before the end of November or the, b- b- by a full month, that we would not have access to the content at all. This and, is the, the the one thing I will say is that the fault of this is clearly not on the fault of the content creators. The content that we have seen, yes, while it has varying levels of quality based on the very few things that we can actually experience, most of it is good. Some yeah. of it is really compelling, and I yeah. hope that this stuff finds a new home sooner rather than later because I would like to see it. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be hunting down the rest of the stranger because I absolutely want to finish it. I think what I saw was excellent. And being a fan of both of those actors, I just want to see how this plays out. So with that said, that is going to (laughs) prematurely end. Quibi. (laughs) I think I think, you know what, Drew? I was right in calling this the Quibi quandary. (laughs) It's. (laughs) 
It certainly is. We should have stuck with that. Certainly is. I was gonna uh, pour one out, but that was that was too long. I was for ready a title. to pour one out. And and speaking of of uh, <laughs> not bad communication, but not being able to communicate, uh, we cannot communicate what we're gonna do next week because we have to figure that out. I once Drew and I do, I will absolutely put it on our Twitter. But we were kind of taken by surprise by the fact that we no longer had access to the thing that our month was built around. <laughs> that, a, that a streaming service that's ending at the end of the month would lock people out before the it, end of the. Uh, it's it's, just, it's, uh, and I was so excited because I've been going down this this uh, this L.A. movie kind of uh, marathon recently, starting with. Uh, the Big Lebowski, which I did for Travis's uh, TV, Travis's oh, yeah. show. Uh, uh, Wait, you haven't seen is the name of his of his show. Yes, uh, both Miles and I have appeared on it before. I've appeared on it before talking about Judge Dredd and Dredd. Uh, Miles and I talked about Tron and Tron Legacy on there. And uh, and you were just there for for uh, the Big Lebowski, which I need to. I was unfortunately occupied and could not check out that stream. So. I, Where yeah, can you uh, find we streamed that? this past Sunday, and I, I don't know how far behind the podcast releases are to the stream. I do. They they drop on the same days as our episodes do. So Wednesdays, you can check out uh, TV's oh, awesome. Travis's but, show. Wait, you haven't seen this week featuring Miles talking about uh the big, the big lebowski, lebowski which, which is, i had never seen <laughs> which i want to talk to you about that after we stop recording because that is one of my favorite movies uh, uh yeah and i had a great time with travis i we had a really fun talk we ended up talking about an hour and a half after the episode finished and i mean we we've we've made it clear on this show how much we like travis and you know he's probably going to be returning on this show at some point in time and i can't wait to go back on his uh as soon as we find the right movie but yeah, I had a blast. And yeah, we'll, we, we're going to figure out something for the rest of this month. Um, some We've had some ideas. Drew, Drew had some good ones. Um, something we can do for two weeks uh, <laughs> uh, before December. And yeah, as, as soon as we know, we will let you know. Yes. So with that said, uh, you can find us at themorionerd.com, uh, facebook.com slash themorionerd. Twitter at the more you nerd. And of course you can email us the more you nerd at gmail.com. That's the more you nerd at gmail.com until next week. We end the show as we always do with a rousing nerd. nerd. Oh, I'm sorry. Ow. We're done. <laughs>